And that's how the theme song goes. Hi, crowd. <laughs> Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for cpostcomedy.com. I'll take care of the rest of that in the plugs. Hi, guys. I'm the host, Chad White. Chad White spelled C-H-A-D-W-H-I-D. Here we go. Okay, let's get on. Let's get on with this, uh, whatever this is. Okay, this is the week of Thanksgiving. It's a happy time. It's a it's a time where everybody looks forward to the two days that they usually get off. Sometimes it's me, usually just one. So was, actually, last Thanksgiving I worked. Oh my gosh, jeez Louise. Working at Kohl's, shoveling down uh, clothes and stuff to the... And the and the toys and the electronics that people didn't need to the poor fat suckers that were just waiting outside. And I think, yeah, and I was working at uh, yeah, I was working at Kohl's. Yeah, it was, it was not a fun time. Did not like it. Was not. A, I did not. I hate retail. I don't like talking to people. I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> and I know that's something I gotta until I can. I'm able to write my own show or get a job on a reduction set production set and get a, get a job on set or whatever. I got to do these horrible side gigs that are just not fun. And they're just not engaging mentally, nor are they engaging physically. It's just, it's just stuff I don't want to do. Like working at UPS or working at uh, washing dogs or shoveling clothes to a woman who <laughs> that was about to get real mean. I'm going to say it anyway to a, a woman or a man who uh, who are buying a, a a shirt size too small because they think they're still they think they're still that size but no they're a bigger size and that's just how it goes uh, I don't want to get I don't want to be mean I don't want to be too rude on these on this stupid show that <laughs> seven people listen to anyway welcome back to the Constitutionals let's get right into it today yesterday actually was the season two premiere of a very good show on. TBS called Search Party. It, it, TBS, let's not fault them. They wouldn't hire me, but they do have really good shows. <laughs> they do have really, really, really good shows. They have Search Party. Um, they got Conan. They got Full Frontal with Samantha B. They have Andrew Tribeca. They just have a lot of really. What am I thinking of? The Guest Book. That was. I finished that season. I, I meant to review it. I just. I never. The Guest Book was an anthology series that took. That was about people. Guests of a uh, a cottage called Froggy Cottage on a mountain, I believe, or in some remote town, and then the residents were also characters and stuff. It, I don't know, it's it's a fine show. It, it had like Jenna Fisher in it and um, Garrett Dillahunt and just a bunch of a bunch of really funny people. Uh, so go watch it if you can find it somewhere. Anyway, the uh, but uh, their 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 the latest season premiere they had this this week was uh, Search Party. Search Party starting all starring Alia Shawkat and John Early and Brandon Michael Hall and an, uh, two other people whose names I do not know, but they're really good. I mean, it's a show that really grew on me, and I'm not gonna lie, I did not like it when the when the series premiered. Uh, oh, also last year, they, I don't TBS hasn't done this in a very long time, uh, and by a very long time I mean a year. But last year. They were all about weird series premieres for their shows. So Andrew Tribeca, the second season, got or the first season actually, the year prior to that was uh, was shown in 24 hours, all 24. It was for an entire day, all 10 episodes were shown, and that was really funny. And then and then the second season was shown uh, over the course. They they promoted it when I got the press release. It was promoted as. Um, 
each episode was going to have the highs and lows of a season finale. <laughs> and I guess it kind of worked. That show's really good. I really enjoy that show. Uh, heavy on the slapstick, which is, which is, uh, and it's the only show that can ever do that right. And nowadays. And then uh, for, I forgot how that one premiered. And then for Search Party, it was for the season premiere, Seager's premiere, I'm sorry, was it was over the course of Thanksgiving week. And they played two episodes a day. So it was the 10 episodes over the course of an entire week. So I was like, of like two episodes, uh, Monday through Friday. It was amazing. It was, it was great. It was, it was really cool. It was a good way. They called it the, t- they, they have these weird ways of having a quote unquote binge for people. Cause that's how people watch TV now with the exception of me and maybe like three other people in the world. Uh, that, but that's just, that was, it was a really cool way for them to get their show out. And so anyway, uh, search party, if you obviously never seen it, is a show about Ollie Shawcat, her friend, her, her, it's not even a close friend, it's a, an acquaintance from college, killed herself, uh, and since Alia and her friends are all these millennials trying to, quote unquote millennials, I hate that, I hate these freaking buzzwords, are all these, are, are these kids trying to figure out their lives while they're living in Brooklyn, and, uh, and Alia is, is, she just kind of latches onto this, and she kind of make, takes, takes up the mantle of trying to be the support for everybody, and so, but then she, she finds out that the girl might still be alive, and, and over the course of the season, uh, the, the mystery uh, un, un, unvelops, and 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 then eventually uh, they find out the answer: is she alive? Uh, then at the season finale, something big happens, and then at the beginning of the season of this season that just started last night now is following the consequences of the something big that happens at the end of the first season. So, it's I saw the first episode. Really good. It's really fantastic. They're going to be airing on Sunday. I think that's the first TBS show to air on a Sunday. Uh, two to, and it's two new episodes. And again, over the course of five weeks now, instead of five days, they're just going to be blowing through these episodes. So that's going to be that's going to be wonderful to see. But now that these these uh, these kids these these people they're kids they're five years older than me these these uh, actors now that they have they it's been a year and they've all been seen everywhere else. I mean, of course you've. You know who John Early is. If if you're listening to this, you know who John Early is to the very least. Uh, John Early is this very funny guy. He's a he works with Kate Berlant a lot. They have a show called Seven Seven Seven. It's something with numbers five 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 on um or four no four forty four is Jay Z's album. So they have a show called Five 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 on Vimeo. <laughs> and weird way to get there, but anyway, it worked. And so it's really funny. And Kate Berlant's funny too. She was on um, Ghosted the last the two weeks episode two episodes ago of Go- no three episodes now because I was two episodes behind. She was on Ghosted. Anyway, Ghost is good too. If you want to see Craig Robinson and Ab Scott uh, do hunt paranormal activity stuff, then you go ahead and watch that show. But anyway, I want to move on to the main topic. No, also I saw Girls Trip finally. It was great. It's a it's a wonderful movie. Girl Trip is so good. Uh, I, I'm really I'm happy this was made because I would say maybe I'm playing with a Rubik's cube right now. So if you hear if you hear twisting in the background, I, that's not professional. I shouldn't do that. Uh, but if Girls Trip was made in 2003, I don't think it would be getting the accolades it it has. I don't think it would have had the the jokes. I don't think it that would have told the same story. Uh, let me get, let me get this straight. So in the first thirty minutes, it's bas- it basically tells uh, like a two wor- two movies worth of stories. Before uh, they Re- Regina Hall 
finds not finds out uh, Regina Hall's friends, Tiffany Haddish, Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith. They find out that uh, Mike Coulter is cheating on Regina Hall. And then it turns out Regina. No, they tell which I love about this. They tell her instantly. They say he's cheating on you. And she goes, I know he's had his differences and blah, blah, blah. They're like, no, it happened last night. And then she says, well, I'll have to speak with him. And it's, and it's amazing. And then we got Tiffany in 15 minutes within not even 15, within like five, she's attacking Mike Coulter and Oh my God, it's amazing. They, the way they subvert the regular uh, story tropes of, Oh, we got to hide the secret from her. Oh, we're friends, but we're not really friends anymore because uh, they kind of broke up, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's all good. It's wonderful. I wonder who wrote that movie because, and I, if they ever do a girl's trip to uh, watch this week's episode of news time. And I've made a joke about it. Girl's trip to, let's see. Oh, Oh, Malcolm D Lee directed it. Who he also was the spearhead of uh, barbershop. The next cut uh, last year's movie, which I also loved. So I can't wait to see his next thing, which is night school, which is going to be starring Kevin Hart and Tiffany and then uh, Rob Riggle and a whole bunch of other people like Yvonne orgy from uh, insecure. So anyway, uh, that's uh, so I like this Malcolm D. Lee guys. He has a lot of good movies, a lot of, a lot of movies I don't care about. Undercover Brother, great. Roll Bounce, don't care about. It. So it goes on like that. Let's see who wrote this. Kenya Barris, good for him. Good for Kenya Barris and Tracy Oliver. I don't know who that is, uh, but there's a lot of. I was watching when I was watching the movie on Sunday morning. Oh, also another thing. Uh, what's it called? What's it called? Kate Walsh. She plays a character uh, that is. I would I don't want to say unnecessary, but I'm going to say cartoon cartoonish and overly 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 so. It's the the way I understand that there are comedy movies that paint people that pigeonhole people that paint them in in the wrong light. They have the funny black friend, they have the the have the funny fat friend, they have the loser uh best friend girl who's who you just take off her glasses and put late late let down the hair and all of a sudden she's hot. Uh, but I really wish that with as smart and as funny Kenya Barris is on the show Blackish, which I literally just got done watching the Monopoly episode, I I really wish they would have taken a better a better route with her. They didn't have to make her a cartoon in her own right. It just didn't make sense and it was kind of ignorant in the way they did so and uh, they could have just they could have just made her a business agent who was just wanting to be best friends instead of uh, a business agent who's trying to get down the black lingo because uh, again <laughs> that was just too much but anyway uh, the movie was shot in New Orleans it was shot uh, at the, and then at Essence Fest and then they have this but here's the thing I want to know if they actually went to, <laughs> went to this festival <laughs> or if they set if they set everything up and uh, rented out Mercedes Benz, not Mercedes Benz Stadium, that's in Atlanta, that's here. Uh, they're the Superdome, uh, which is also sponsored by Mercedes Benz. I want to know if they rented out the Superdome, and then they also got <laughs> people like Mariah Carey, Faith Evans, Morris Chestnut, uh, Common, Estelle, uh, Diddy, Maxwell. Uh, Ava DuVernay, they got these people, they got all these wonderful, amazing, huge, talented people for five seconds and no lines in the movie. They shot their faces and then that was it. I wanted to know, I don't know how it's going down. Um, that was really cool. And I think I, I want to, I really want to know the behind the scenes of it because that's not, that's something that, that might be something that's on the, the uh, Blu-ray. So we'll see. Anyway, it, uh, it was a good movie. 
watching. I also watched Annabelle Creation, and I'm a huge sucker for the Conjuring series. The Conjuring 1 and the Conjuring 2 are fantastic movies. Oh my God, they're so good. Such good horror movies that are just done right. And uh, Annabelle, the prequel spinoff, is a, uh, a decent movie. I really liked it a lot when I watched it, and I saw Animal Creation. I'm not gonna lie, I was very. T- I had a nine-hour work day uh, watching dogs, and I th- uh, <laughs> I rented this movie. Uh, I started watching around 9:30, which is a horrible choice of my decision, not because it's scary, but because I was extremely tired. And every, I would say. The first half hour, I, I felt good. The next the next uh, forty minutes, I I said I gotta I gotta lay down because I'm I'm gonna pass out. And then once eleven o'clock hit, I I thought to myself, I'm not gonna make it through this movie. And uh, the movie is very long. I it, <laughs> it felt long. Eleven fifteen, I started falling asleep during the climax, and it's and it's loud. I have a sound bar. It's very loud. It's just blasting and blaring. <laughs> And I'm just, and I'm just falling asleep, and I'm going, oh, this is the, this is a good movie. And I fall asleep. I, I wake up during one of the, one of, the, one of the characters running downstairs, and I go, I gotta turn this off. Turn it off. Wake up Sunday morning, very early, like seven o'clock, and I start watching the movie again. <laughs> a horror movie on a Sunday. Uh, it did not feel uh, apropos of anything. So. I I don't think I used that right. So uh, I finished the movie. It was great. I liked it a lot. It really tied into the first Annabelle movie, which was I don't I gotta be honest I don't remember anything from it, <laughs> but I remember liking it. So there we go. But uh, yeah, it's great. Okay, let's get to the let's get to my the main topic. The main topic is uh, shows that influence my writing. So as you know, if you know if you know any, me, you seven listeners, I want to be a screenwriter television screenwriter or a movie screenwriter well both both would be great and uh i don't even take web and there's there's a lot of show i watch a lot of tv because i just want to know how how other creative people do their work and so and i also and that's and i read a lot of scripts too i don't read a lot i just read i read some scripts many scripts and so uh there's a difference between my favorite shows and then the shows that i watch constantly to to just to just get a gauge in their work uh, for me, one of my favorite shows is The Simpsons, of course. So, and then I, I guess that's kind of the show that really got me wanted to write. Uh, but there's for The Simpsons, they have there are just there are just so many, so many uh, what's it called aspects of that show. <laughs> Couldn't think of one simple word. So many aspects of that show that just make it so worthwhile to watch because even the early from the earlier to even last night's episode in season 29 there's uh there which they in which they referenced an, an early episode with it was about the pen pals coming back together to cheer a mo anyway uh so <laughs> it's a bowling team uh and and so uh, I just the way it just even even the even the not so good episodes, even the great classic quote unquote golden year episodes. There are just so many things that you can take away from being from from watching the show, uh, whether it's a joke, whether it's character arcs, whether it's how uh, uh, Marge and Homer interact with each other, or how uh, the parents interact with the kids. It's just a very good, good show. Uh, and then and then also uh, when when you also watch one of my other favorite shows, Happy Endings, on top of that, then you've got some you, since this is not a cartoon family we're not beholden to the cartoon world there even though they're still allowed to tell cartoon jokes the the characters and happy endings are able to build upon one another and uh, they work off these uh, sometimes season-long uh, arcs that are only hinted at in one or two episodes so 
the season, but still it all works together. So uh, you got, you've got Brad, he loses his job in season three, but then he finds a new job and he's, and he's, and he's happy in that job. And then you've got um, Alex and Dave, maybe will they get back to, they, they break up at the beginning of the series. They're the catalyst for the entire show. And then eventually they get back together. And then there's even hints of Dave and Penny, but then that never works. So it's just, um, just a, those are two great shows, uh, but then I also when I sat down and I wanted to think about this, and I and I and I consistently watched these shows. I thought, who who are these people that really helped me want to become the better writer? And so uh, last week, I'm going to jump around here. Last week, uh, the season finale of You're the Worst came on, and it was a two part season finale. And uh, you and all season, all this season, we've had Jimmy and Gretchen. Uh, Jimmy last season left Gretchen on top of a hill after proposing to her. And then uh, now we've got this entire season, a long arc of, uh, which has happened before. I'll get to that in a second, but of, uh, uh, of <laughs> what's her name? Jimmy and uh, a- Aya Cash. I'm going to say, I'm going to use the, the actor's name. Aya Cash. Uh, Aya Cash is just, uh, just doing a monster work because she's, she's got to pretend that she's not, hurt by Jimmy but then when Jimmy comes back then Aya Cash is just in his face screaming because the only thing that he can think of to say to her is hey dot 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 <laughs> hey ellipses she shows up hey ellipses and now we got this entire arc of her uh, sleeping with this new guy and then getting close with his daughter and then we got Lindsay becoming an adult and saying hey you're gonna hurt this guy's daughter's feeling so you have to end a relationship and it's I don't know it's just uh, it's just amazing and then we got Edgar stuff and try, him trying to fit in with uh, at a writer's uh, with uh, one of Doug Benson's writers it's just insane and the character interplay is amazing and the story is great. Even the even even if the AV Club, some of the reviewers, one of the reviewers doesn't like the show, and I I honestly don't know who reviewed the show. So maybe it was Vikram. I don't know. But you're the worst. Is uh is good. They didn't they didn't like they did not like the show. They just didn't uh, appreciate not appreciate. They didn't approve of a lot of the the plotting stuff that was going on. So you know, just that was just to save my butt because I don't want to get caught <laughs> talking out of my butt. And uh, so, yeah, so there, so then that's you're the worst. And then How I Met Your Mother is just another wonderful show, even though it was a CBS show and it wasn't shot in front of a live audience as even though, and it had a laugh track. Uh, it really side note, it took me a very long time, a very long time. Like I was graduated from college to realize that it was it was shot on a soundstage in L.A., not New York. And it, there was no live audience. It took me a very long time. I am so dumb, but when you're so into a show, you just kind of throw away those inhibitions and you think, man, this, they're doing this live. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but how much your mother is just another thing. They, uh, again, season long arcs, you're able to work with these characters and they did this on, and this is all done on broadcast. If you can, and if you can turn a show into this behemoth on broadcast, uh, then, uh, then that's, 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 that's amazing. That's amazing work. And, the, uh, conversely, when you have a crazy ex-girlfriend, which I just got done watching the latest episode, uh, you, uh, I, I really enjoy. This, so this is something that crazy ex-girlfriend and you're the worst have done. They, like much like Pixar, are unafraid to damage one of their characters for an extended period of time. For you're the worst, Aya Cash was uh, sent into a depression in season three three i think she for for the entire season she was 
uh, on it. She was on basically essentially on Jimmy's couch, just laying in a blanket and she made it work. The script made it work. Stephen Falk's script uh, and directing sometimes made each episode work because it was dark and it was sad. And then we've got composition from Adam Blau, who I interviewed to so go listen to that, go read that. Sorry. Um, it's uh, it's, it's it all worked in a, in a great way. And then we've also, uh, for crazy ex-girlfriend, Rachel tried to kill herself in the last two episodes. And, and, and for, for a long time, it was touch and go there in that, in the climax of the episode before last, where, we no one knew. If, I mean, obviously she was gonna <laughs> save herself. She's not gonna die because it's crazy. It's girlfriend. What's that show without Rachel Bloom, uh, Rebecca Bunch? Sorry, I don't know why I use her real name. <laughs> and and so and then this latest episode is the fallout from that. So at this point, you have is she is she gonna be this person? Who is she? Uh, how do we help her? How this is her friends talking? How do we help her? Uh, you have Valencia breaking down in the in the in the last few minutes of that episode, saying, "You're the best. You're uh, the best friend I ever had. I never had a friend like you, and I don't know what happened in my life if I didn't have you in it." And then and then you've got this very real answer from uh, uh, Rachel going, "Oh, uh, Rebecca, <laughs> Jesus, Chad, they, she shouldn't have RBRB." Uh, you, you got this very real answer coming from Rebecca saying, "I don't." No, I can't promise you that I won't try to commit suicide again. It's just amazing. It's uh, very and it's and it's very respectful of the uh, at the end of last episode, the episode before this last one, uh, there was a there was one of those old timey PSAs say if you know somebody or if you or somebody you know suffering from suicide thoughts, suicidal thoughts, call this hotline. Uh, so it's very better. It was way better than Logic's song. <laughs> so. Anyway, so those are the sh- those are a couple of the shows that really influenced me based on their character work, based on their script work, sometimes even based on the directing. Because uh, you're the worst. How I Met Your Mother. A lot of the time, a lot of those episodes are How I Met Your Mother. Even though I hate Zoe with a passion, I could if I could skip over each one of those Zoe episodes. Oh boy, would I be happy! Uh, but the a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff that happens in The Simpsons, a lot of the longevity of The Simpsons. It's just that's the stuff that I, uh, I want for a show. That's the, that's the kind of show that I want. All these shows each embody something, a part of a show that I really want for crazy ex-girlfriend. I like how the, uh, once villain Valencia is now one of Rebecca's best friends for you're the worst. I love how they're able to, uh, for Edgar and Aya cash. I really can't remember Aya cash's character name, Gretchen, Gretchen for Gretchen, and Edgar, they're able. Edgar has PTSD from uh, the war and from Afghanistan. So uh, for entire seasons, they're able to just cripple these people. And then uh, for happy endings, they just have they made it work. They made it work on ABC. They they made all these weird jokes, all these jokes that are very dirty, but they get in right under the radar. All this character interplay, they made it work. And so that's kind of that's not kind of that's exactly what I want in my own show. Uh, moving on. Final thing, I for last week, I, for, I I was going on so long that I didn't forget. I just chose not to do this. Favorite comedians of all time. Uh, one of my favorite producers, his name is Mike Schur. Uh, if you have S-C-H-U-R, and I'm really having a tough time spelling it right now. Uh, S, yeah, S-C-H-U-R. That's what I did, you idiot. Okay, so... Um, Mike Schur, if you don't know who he is, he worked on The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn, and Brooklyn Nine. He also helped create Brooklyn Nine, and now he's uh, also working on The Good Place. Y'all, and Master of None. He's a, one of the most pro- prolific people on television at this point in time. So 
He and he was on SNL. Oh my gosh, he was a writer on SNL. Oh, from '97 to 2004. Good for him. God, Mike Schur is so cool. Anyway, Mike Schur is definitely one of the best voices behind the scenes in comedy today. You know, people. You can name. Uh, it's fine. You can name. Um, oh God, Tina Fey, <laughs> Robert Carlock. Uh, those are one and the same. And you can name. I guess. Amy too, because she has paper kite productions. You can name Mindy Kaling. I'm naming a lot of women. That's good for me. Um, <laughs> you can name you can name anybody, uh, man or woman. You can name anybody that's behind the the uh, behind the scenes of, of comedy. But then I, you got to look at Mike. There's people like Mike Sure. These these they're there's they're comedians themselves, but they're they're producing comedians. So uh, and he, and he's had he has hand in some of the and I'd say I'd say five of the biggest comedy shows of the past i guess two decades you know the office parks brooklyn master of none the good place uh, if you haven't seen the good place watch it it's great uh, and so he's he's just one of i don't know how he does it i would love to sit him down and have a nice little conversation about him uh, he was born in michigan ann arbor and uh i'm just reading uh, <laughs> i just sat here and read his uh, wikipedia page He's married to J.J. Philbin, Jennifer Philbin. She's also a screenwriter, and she's great. She's she's a funny, funny person. Okay, anyway, uh, that's, what I, that's all I want to say. So, anyway, if you like this, and I, and I pray that you do, pray that you liked it, you can head on over to www.cpluscomedy.com for the latest news, reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits only I can provide you with. You can follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Follow us on Twitter at Comedy. I did that backwards. I should have done Comedy first than me. Uh, you can also, on the website, we got interviews. We got features. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> oh, boy. We got reviews most of the time. Also, you can head to YouTube.com slash c plus comedy for the latest episode of the premiere series for that exact channel news time it's called news time it's a weekly news show and god you gotta watch this you gotta watch this show it's a weekly news show that i talk about some odd odd story and uh most of the time it works uh, this week's episode is very well produced. It's the most produced episode. It's like imagine Jaden Smith's new album, Sire, and an imagine it in video form, and imagine it, that it's not music, and imagine it's it's about uh, forty nine feet below his production quality. And that's what it is, and it's about comedy news, <laughs> niche comedy news, N- very niche. <laughs> um, it's not well, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, this week's episode is about Universal's MonsterVerse and how it is not going well over there. They lost two producers, and there's some other stuff, so you should watch it. And also, Fullscreen had a streaming service. Fullscreen is one of the biggest employers of YouTube, quote-unquote, content creators. And uh, they had a streaming service, and they gave those content creators a bunch of shows, and now those shows are not going to be around anymore. So there we go. So watch it, and, and we'll talk about it. And that's it. All right. So thank you for listening. Okay. Bye. Go watch TV. Bye.